Welcome to Spot Diagnosis. My name is Dr. Lakshmi Iyengar, and I'm a GP Research and Education Fellow at the Skin Health Institute, a world-renowned centre of skin excellence located in Melbourne, Australia. And I'm Associate Professor Alvin Chong, Specialist Dermatologist at the Skin Health Institute and St. Vincent's Hospital, Melbourne, Adjunct Associate Professor at the University of Melbourne. Spotters, Prof Alvin Chong and I have a very special episode in store for you today, recorded live at the World Congress of Dermatology, held in Singapore between the 3rd to the 8th of July 2023. In this podcast, we want to take you on a journey. We want you to experience the sights, sounds and smell of Singapore and hear about the latest trends in dermatology from the global experts. Hi Spotters, Alvin Chong here and I'm standing in front of the big poster welcoming us to the World Congress of Dermatology 2023 uh, in Singapore. For those of you who don't know, uh, Singapore is an amazing city-state. It has a population of about five and a half million people sitting on a small island of maybe about 500 square kilometers. It's a technological marvel. It's one of these places where you come to and just wonder, how the hell do these people do it? It also happens to have great food, wonderful and vibrant culture. And I know a lot about it because this is where I grew up. I was uh, in Singapore from uh, age two to 16, and uh, I did my junior school and my high school here. This is a bit like a homecoming for me. You know, World Congress of Dermatology in Singapore, lots of food, lots of friends. So it's gonna be an exciting time for all of us. And we are going to interview a few people um, who are uh, key opinion leaders, people on the ground, to just ask them about how, you know, what they've learned about uh, dermatology through this meeting and what has caught their fancy. And uh, hopefully you can come along with us for that ride. Thank you. The World Congress of Dermatology was attended by over 11,440 attendees from 130 countries across the globe, and it was an ideal forum for experts to catalyse ideas and foster collaboration. The theme of the conference was Dermatology Beyond Borders, to broaden dermatology's reach, boost patient and public involvement, bridge physical and social divides, and foster an inclusive event. And here is what some of the local organising committee members had to say. Hi Spotters, we've got a special guest for you today. Dr. Wu Chunchat is from Singapore, he's a dermatologist and he's one of the committee members here. Would you like to tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what happened after you guys won the bid? The main fear we had was having not done before and a small community of dermatology in Singapore, we had some trepidations on whether we could actually pull it through in terms of uh, getting resources, getting speakers, getting a venue, is there enough hotels to host 10,000, 20,000 uh, delegates around the world? And uh, I hope to hear more feedback from all the participants when, when they go back and have memories of the World Congress in Asia, Singapore in 2023. Well, you can get some feedback from me right now. I think it's been an absolutely smashing World Congress. So I think uh, uh, what we saw in Singapore was a getting together of the whole global community of dermatologists and the re-establishment of friendships and kinship. And uh, in this case, I think Singapore really did well beyond what, what is expected. So excellent, fantastic job. Alvin Chong here again. 
at the World Congress of Dermatology with two sensational dermatologists who actually have their own podcast. It's a WCD podcast. This is Etienne Wang. Hi. Shashendra Aponso. Hello. Both dermatologists and both very, very experienced in this game. Now, Etienne, you've been doing a podcast a day for the WCD and leading up to it, you've been doing, what, you've released 33 podcasts. Yes. When we were promoting the WCD, I thought it'd be a great way to try to highlight both Singaporean dermatologists and also reach out to the rest of the world and get in touch with dermatologists from everywhere. It's been fantastic. Shashendra, um, what are you looking forward to for this conference? Well, um, I just turned associate consultant uh, this year, so I'm still at that phase where I'm figuring out my area of interest, my niche area that I want to sub-specialize in. So hoping that WCD does shed some light on that. It's also amazing meeting dermatologists from other countries. Like I met uh, both of you, Lakshmi and uh, Alvin as well in Australia, so it's nice catching up again here. So. Uh, Singapore really is a melting pot and WCD is no different from the melting pot that Singapore is. So excited for that. Fantastic. Okay, spotters, let's get right into it. Overall, there were three main themes. The emergence of social media and its place in dermatology. Secondly, artificial intelligence. And third, global health. Lakshmi and I had a very exciting time interviewing experts in these fields apart from our own research presentations. I was fortunate to be one of the selected few to be given a feature poster on the Spot Diagnosis podcast, outlining the value of a podcast in providing free access to education in dermatology. Lakshmi also presented an oral presentation on the expression of Jack signaling in Bullis pemphigoid, and that was very well received. Well done, Lakshmi. Thanks, Alvin. We were well received. However, I must admit that one of the most popular sessions by far at the World Congress was the session on social media and dermatology. Alvin and I attended the session, and let me tell you that the conference room literally overflowed with dermatologists from around the world, and it was quite amusing to see many of them queue up for selfies with these global celebrities. Well, we had the privilege of interviewing two of the biggest names in the social media scene, a name that many of you would be familiar with, is probably the biggest name uh, in social media in dermatology, and that is Dr. Pimple Popper. Dr. Sandra Lee is an American dermatologist and most micrographic surgeon. Her videos showing lesion extractions have gone viral on YouTube and Instagram. She has 35 million subscribers and over five and a half billion lifetime views on YouTube. Here is what Dr. Sandra Lee had to say to us. We just listened to Sandra Lee give a talk on social media and dermatology with her father, who's a retired dermatologist, sitting in the audience listening. Sandra, how are you feeling at the moment? How are you feeling right now? Uh, I don't. I don't think I have very much feeling right now. I mean, I'm just trying to. Get, you know, I feel like it's a. That it was a stressful thing for me to do. You know, it meant a lot to me, and I. I, I tend to be a big baby and cry easily, so I was afraid that I was going to do that. But it was very special to me that my dad uh, was here to see this, to to be in part of you know dermatology world because we kind of just. Cross, almost just cross paths. We didn't really uh, mm. match up at all because he stopped. He retired as soon as I started. So it's really special, and it hasn't really hit in yet. It hasn't really sunk in yet. So, what advice would you give to a young dermatologist wanting to get into the social media space? Um, well, just start. I mean, you just have to start. I think that Dr. Uh, Shaw gave really good points. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. useful yeah. to to know those things and to think of the things in that way. And 
Um, and just be nice. Just be yourself. Just be kind. Just be happy. Be somebody that people want to be around. And I think that you'll be successful. Our listeners may also be familiar with Dr. Muneeb Shah, otherwise known as Dr. Dermtok. He's an editor for the Journal of American Academy of Dermatology and is a member of the Health Leaders and Social Media Roundtable with the White House. He currently has a following of over 21 million people. Here's what Dr. Dermtok had to say to us. Hey guys, look, we've got a very special guest for you today at the World Congress, Dr. Muneeb Shah is a sensation on social media with 21 million followers on various platforms. And he has agreed to actually talk to us, which is fantastic. Muneeb, great to meet you. Yeah, thank you for, for having me here. We're at the World Congress of Dermatology in Singapore, which is the, the world's biggest dermatology convention. We have people represented from all over the world. We ran into Australia here, and so happy to be talking to all of you. So Muneeb, one of the things that uh, has come out uh, as, a, as a really big issue is social media. And um, we're very, very interested in your ideas and your thoughts about how has social media changed the way patients think about disease? And the second part is how has social media changed the way we as dermatologists treat skin disease? There's a lot of misinformation on social media, as you know, and dermatologists are obviously the experts in skin. And so we need to be on social media, creating content to both debunking misinformation and also position ourselves as the experts. Now, it has changed the field because it has educated patients so much more. And when you can educate patients, they can make better informed decisions for their skin health. So they learn about what works and what doesn't work. And so what I've been seeing in my clinical practice is just in this short three years, my patients are coming in on really good over-the-counter treatments. They know quite a bit about eczema. They know quite a bit about acne and psoriasis. And then they just need to come to you to get the prescription medications or to learn more directly from the dermatologist. So it's made my appointments a lot easier. And it's also just given the tools to the patients to actually make good decisions. So I think it has revolutionized, changed the, changed the industry. And then on the dermatologist side, I think I learned quite a bit from social media, just from my patients. It's almost like having a million patient interactions because people are leaving comments. You're learning from them. You're learning what works for them, what doesn't work for them, how they want to be communicated to, what their knowledge level is like. So it's actually made me personally a better clinician. So I, I think that social media is here to stay and it's actually a, a good thing for our profession. Alvin, some really interesting insights there. I think whether one is into social media or not, the power of social media is undeniable. This is one of the reasons why we created the Spot Diagnosis podcast. It is our attempt to put something out there that is accurate, evidence-based, and based on expertise. And I think, you know, we're amongst the, the initial wave of pioneers in social media, and hopefully many more of our colleagues would be able to actually go into this space. Now let's switch gears and talk about another powerful theme that was apparent at the World Congress of Dermatology, which is the rise of artificial intelligence. Alvin and I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Sarah Aaron about the application of artificial intelligence in dermatology. AI is fast emerging in the field of dermatology. It can revolutionise patient care, improve the sensitivity and accuracy of diagnosing skin lesions. Dr. Aaron is a fellow of the American Academy of Dermatology and the American College of Mohs Surgery. She has served as the president of the International Transplant Skin Cancer Collaborative. Here's what she had to say to us. 
Welcome to Spot Diagnosis. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be on the podcast. I've been following it for a long time. We've got a fan here. Great. Thank you. All right. Now, um, since we're at the World Congress, can we start by asking you, you know, what do you think of it? You know, what, just generally, what, have you enjoyed yourself so far? I've been having an amazing time. Singapore is a fantastic city, and you know I'm a foodie, so I've been eating my way around town, attending a lot of really interesting lectures here at the Congress, and most most fascinating for me is seeing how people around the world deal with common skin diseases in very different ways, so I'm learning a lot. It's also wonderful to reconnect with good friends and experts in transplant dermatology from around the world, too, like you, Dr. Chung. Thank you, thank you. Um, you know, you said that you were you learned quite a lot of interesting things. So maybe you'd like to share some of these with us. So one of the things I think is most fascinating this year at the Congress is how much focus there is on cutting-edge innovations in artificial intelligence, non-invasive imaging, some of the topics that I'm currently doing research on that three years ago in Milan at the World Congress really weren't on the podium. These were all sort of very niche research topics. And now there's just been an explosion, not only in applying AI to dermatology, but also what I really like is educating our general dermatologists about what AI is and how it can be used. Okay. And tell us what, what, um, what, what AI is and how it can be used. <laughs> we're very interested. It's a very big topic for, yeah, a, right. for a brief podcast. So, when I teach about AI, where I generally like to begin is by reminding people that as doctors, we rely very commonly on algorithms or tools that we've developed in order to predict outcomes for our patients or recommend treatments for our patients. And it really stems from the field of clinical informatics. How do we take information and use it to apply to clinical care? And so as we got into the realm of big data, you know, large gene sets or, you know, multiple thousand population data sets, we had to get more sophisticated in how we applied these techniques. And so the next steps in that were things like machine learning and machine learning falls underneath the artificial intelligence umbrella. When we use machine learning, we're relying on a computer to do more equations than we could do by hand or manually, even with the help of calculator or calculator tools. So a perfect example of that is actually a topic I'm talking about here at the conference, which is the Castle Biosciences 40 gene expression profile, which predicts risk of nodal or distant metastasis of cutaneous squamous cell carcinoma. Um, the castle assay itself is only available in, in the United States, so I won't talk too much about the test itself, but what I really enjoyed about its development was how we applied deep neural networks to the data. So we took gene expression profiles from a, 140 genes in patients' tumors that we knew had either metastasized or had gone three years without metastasis. And rather than guess which combination of these genes might predict metastasis, we worked with humans and computers together to create a layered model. So the computer was able to take a random number of those genes, test and see how well they predicted. Now, a computer doing neural networks can do this thousands and thousands and thousands of times. And that's what helped us come up with the ultimate wow. 
the ultimate test, which is now validated in independent sets of patients, and we can go on to use it as a clinical assay for our patients. So that was kind of step two. And now we're really getting to step three. So that's what I'm learning here and I'm really fascinated in is how next do we use artificial intelligence, not just to help us generate a static or a locked tool, but we're getting to the point where we may soon be able to have tools that are constantly training and retraining and integrating new knowledge as it comes out um, in order to best provide care for our patients. That was a fascinating insight into how artificial intelligence algorithms can aid lesion diagnosis. And I think we have now come to a time where we need to embrace AI and see it as an adjunct, a partner in clinical practice. Alvin, your thoughts? Look, I agree with you. I think it's, you know, to think of AI in a very black and white way, as in, you know, it's either going to save us or it's going to kill us. It's, uh, it's not helpful for anyone, you know, and we have to find a middle ground, an area that potentially can be of great help to us as clinicians. And hopefully the great minds of the world will put them all together and kind of see if there's a way forward where it can help us rather than hinder us. As mentioned previously, the theme of the conference was Dermatology Beyond Borders, to broaden dermatology's reach to all corners of the globe. And one of the highlights of the conference was the myriad of ways in which we could all do this through the use of artificial intelligence in under-resourced communities, through the use of social media to promote dermatology education. And who better to express this than Associate Professor Esther Freeman. Esther is based at the Harvard Medical School and she's a Director of Global Health Dermatology at Massachusetts General Hospital. You know, we've actually had Esther on our program twice before during the COVID pandemic. She appeared online and recorded two fantastic episodes for us during the COVID years, basically talking about COVID and the skin. She is also the chair of Glowderm, an organization aimed at connecting dermatologists whose primary interests are focused on the advancement of skin health in resource-limited communities, both locally and globally. We had the pleasure of interviewing Esther Freeman, and here is what she had to say. Thanks so much, Ellen. And I heard that I was the first international guest, which makes me unbelievably proud and excited to be back with you again. It's always such a pleasure. Thank you. And you know something? Uh, they will never take that away from you. Okay? <laughs> so you will always be the first international guest on Spot Diagnosis. Forever and ever. Now, um, there are a couple of things that we'd like to have a chat about. And then let's go back to our old favorite, which is COVID and the skin. So we are now emerging from COVID, and that's why we are able to have a World Congress with 12,000 people here. And it's been absolutely delightful. Um, we've missed so much, haven't we? Yeah. So Esther, maybe you can uh, talk to us about what it's been like having, um, you know, what, what's, what's changed about COVID? And in particular, you know, what, what do you actually see regarding COVID and the skin now? Well, I think we're all so relieved you know, and amazed to be able to be back in person together again. I mean, even a few short months ago, we didn't really know if this World Congress was going to happen. And so it's incredible how much COVID has changed our outlook. And I think, you know, overall, the big themes are that I think it really has brought us together as a dermatologic community. There have been really unprecedented collaborations coming out of this. Um, we were just thinking about with our registry that I know we've talked with uh, your podcast about before, you know, over the past two and a half, three years, we've published with 111 different authors 
from 17 different countries. And I think about like even just beyond the scientific output, the fact that we were able to train 13 different trainees on outbreak science, and epidemiologic methods um, using the registry. And so to me, thinking back, you know, these are some of the beyond just the individual scientific knowledge that we've been kind of pursuing around COVID, but just thinking about how the world has come together and shared knowledge and collaborated, I think is just so important. And but now to be able to actually join everyone together in person, you know, there's just no replacement. I always and I'm going to get in trouble with the World Congress organizers, you know, the science Scientific sessions have been awesome, but I will tell you, I think sometimes the real conference happens in the hallways. Oh, it absolutely it's, does. You know, we're sitting here, like yeah, having yeah. these conversations, yeah. like that to me is the real joy of being together and you can just not get on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, you know, about COVID, I think, you know, we're we're lucky to be able to be together again. I, I think we would all love to think that COVID is totally gone. Um, I am definitely a positive person. So I, you know, I think we're in a, a better place than we were before. I do think that new variants are going to continue to emerge. I think that this is something that's going to be with us for a long time. And I think we also can't forget the silent pandemic that is long COVID um, that I think has some ramifications for the skin, but also affects other nerv- you know, nervous system and other body organ system. So I think that there is kind of a silent pandemic going on as well. So I think we can't forget people that have been really affected by this pandemic. Um, so I would just encourage people to continue to get their booster vaccines yep. and to continue to be aware because I think there will continue to be different flares. But I think we can also, there is room to be positive for the fact we're able to come together in person again today. That's awesome. Thanks, Esther. That's a great summary. Now, the other thing that you are known for and uh, we happen to listen to you give the plenary lecture on global dermatology. I have to admit that is actually that's the best lecture I've heard um, in this conference because it was so passionate and it was so needed. You know, I think one of the things is is polarization is happening more and more in our societies. And what you have proposed and what you are doing is something that's the opposite of polarization. It's it's collaboration, but across boundaries, across nations, across races, across social political divides. Yeah. So, um, incredibly powerful and uh, and interesting. So, look, I don't want to explain you to you. <laughs> Why don't you? Tell us about global derm, Glowderm and, 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 and what it is that you're doing. Well, thanks so much. This is really my passion. And, and we were talking about the fact that outbreak science and pandemic medicine was really a detour for me and that my, my day job and my true passion is around global health dermatology and how do we address the global access to care crisis which really has so many different components when we talk about access to care. I think sometimes people think when we talk about global health dermatology, this means across a border or somewhere else, but it really has nothing to do with the nation's borders. There are underserved communities everywhere in the world. It could be patients experiencing homelessness right in your own backyard. So don't think you have to actually look too far to find under-resourced and underserved communities near you. And so when we talk about global health dermatology, we really mean local is global that it means that these are, you know, we really need to think about how do we uplift and support local solutions for access to care in all of our communities. I think it's also important to acknowledge that, you know, here I am as a, a white woman, you know, if you're looking at me, you can tell it. if you're listening to me, you may not be able to tell, but I'm a white woman of relative privilege in my background. And I think it's important to acknowledge when we talk about global health and access to care, um, the history of colonialism in medicine and our role in it. And the reality is that I am right now a voice for this, but you know, who should really be talking about this is this, this is supporting our African colleagues to be the ones giving the lectures 
and to be the ones talking about how they are solving their own access to care crises or other folks in the global south. But um, one of my passions, as you know, is um, we founded the International Alliance for Global Health Dermatology, which is known as Glowderm, five years ago. We grew just from 10 individuals who were passionate about global health and really addressing access to care to now we have over a thousand members from 54 different countries. Um, and we've come together, we've created an international mentorship program, and I'm so delighted to say that we have our first group of 16 mentees are here in person with us in Singapore. We've flown them here, and we're focusing on leadership skills. So these are all incredible individuals hailing from places like Ethiopia, Burundi, St. Lucia, the Congo, uh, Ecuador, uh, Indonesia, Vietnam. And what we're focusing on is they all are working on their own projects, whether it's starting residency programs or creating albinism outreach programs. So how do we give them the skills to achieve their dream? You know, how do we teach them how to pitch their project? How do we teach them how to work with media? How do you be a podcast guest? I mean, to be honest, I should learn, you know, so I think maybe we should, we should work on that. We should work on that. But like, you know, these are the things or how do we get the word out? Right. So these are all, I call it the curriculum of what we didn't learn in residency. That is incredible. Comfortable maybe sharing one or two of these stories of your mentees with us because I think I think they are quite extraordinary I've heard some of them so tell us I could go on and on these these individuals are truly inspiring let me give you a couple of profiles for our mentees of our first class of seven so one of our mentees Dr. Dorian Subushimike hails from Burundi she had to leave her country and go train elsewhere because there are no dermatology training programs in Burundi and get this she is going to be the sixth ever dermatologist in Burundi for a population of between 10 and 12 million people. Then talk about, for example, Jose Oyage, who's based in Ecuador. He's gone back to Ecuador and is now developing his own residency training program. In fact, we actually have two mentees who are starting residency training programs. How cool is that? I mean, this is just incredible. So these are the folks that we need to support and uplift because they are the folks that are truly changing lives. You know, and even within Australia itself, I mean, one wonderful person I'd love to profile is Dr. Dana Sleep, who I've just learned, you know, was the first Aboriginal fellow in the College of Australasian Dermatologists. I mean, that's an amazing story. Uh, So I think, you know, we're so excited to collaborate with you. And I think so many needs and important projects that are going on in Australasia and in the Pacific in general. Wow, what fantastic insights about some of the challenges facing global dermatology and the incredible impact and benefits of collaboration. What a difference it can make to transform the lives of the underprivileged. You know something? Spot Diagnosis podcast is in fact an example of global collaboration. And we have been providing free online access to medical education globally. We've so far had about 45,000 downloads and listeners in over 120 countries on our team. Medical students and doctors all over the world have hopefully been able to benefit from what we have done. So a few words to wrap up and conclude the World Congress of Dermatology podcast. This event was vast, it was interesting, it was certainly intense, and we want to thank the organizers for for doing such a great job. We've had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Adrian Lee, the president of the Australasian College of Dermatologists, and here are some of her thoughts on the World Congress. Firstly, thank you for chatting to me. Um, the World Congress has been fantastic. It's been one of the best organised international conferences I've been to. Uh, the program has been expansive. There's been 
multiple options of uh, sessions to attend and it's actually been hard to choose and hard to find the time to go to the sessions you want to go to. I think it's showcased not just international dermatology but also the contributions of our various um, members and fellows and trainees and look it makes me proud to be part of our big dermatology community and isn't Singapore great? That concludes this special podcast on the World Congress of Dermatology. I hope you have enjoyed listening to snippets from this conference and I hope in sharing this with you we managed to take you with us to Singapore on this experience. And I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast as much fun as we had putting this podcast together for you. The Skin Health Institute would like to thank our exclusive institute partner, Melbourne Pathology, for their support of the Spot Diagnosis podcast.